Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by my kerosene heater right next to me. To my left, I have Ranger. But on the phone, I got Todd Young. Hi, Todd. Hello, I'm here. I got Vance. Hmm? How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, you know, living. Living. Excellent. Living the dream. That's right. That's all you can ask for, right? Living the dream. All right. I am. All right. We ready? I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. This. Okay. Let's try this again. <laughs> All right. This... Fat AZ, musky products. Go ahead, Todd. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> we're just stumbling all over the place. Let's go. I, I think that it's we're just. Sometimes people don't realize the talent it takes to all be in separate, you know, hundreds of miles apart doing this when you can't see. Yeah. Reactions or. And there's a pause and breaking in and out sometimes, you know. Th- there is a, yes. I, I'd like to think that we've overcome a lot of those challenges just by <laughs> knowing, you know, h- how to talk. But tonight, obviously, we, we're just completely, I think it's the energy. Yeah. Because it is. that was, yeah, we that was so excited. That was just an example for all these other podcasts coming out. Okay, They're who's ringing doing, a bell? That was me. So, so I'm doing other things too. I think you should focus. You shouldn't do on podcasts. Like walk by a bunch of uh, what are these tie downs next to the support beams in my house? That oh, yeah. the problem is my shoulders are so wide from lifting, and <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so I just run into things occasionally. <laughs> but you better watch. You should... might dislodge those support beams that that hold your house up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I made that that one door five foot wide. Just just so you could <laughs> just center yourself and not crush the, the two by fours. I have to go through sideways. It's really getting out of hand. <laughs> My size is just unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely not. Have you been working on your hand strength so you don't lose those nets? Oh no. No, I'm screwed there. <laughs> you, you skipped finger day. Yeah. Okay. All right. This podcast brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products. FattyZMusky.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, I'm going to probably, I think, put up a video here hopefully in the next week or so. Uh, I got some new stuff. I made a whole bunch of these. Uh, they're riser blocks for the rod holders. And they're more than just riser blocks. You'd think, well... Wow, you just picked that thing up and voila. No, there's a whole lot more to it. For the guys that really like to fine-tune their setup, I have these blocks so you can index your rod holder every 22 and one-half degrees. That's right. I split 45s in half. So like Vance was saying, you might want to take that and wrap that tip behind your motor. And where your track is, a 45 will hit the, the motor cover, but 22 and a half degrees. We'll wrap it nicely around it. Some guys need a little bit of height. I have them available in 2-inch and 4-inch in heights. So that offers a little flexibility should you, uh, let's just say, have a bass boat or something, or you want to put track on your deck because your layout, your gunnels doesn't lay out well for it. So you can uh, mount the track, and you just might need a couple more inches 
to get up and over. And, you know, these might be the ticket for you. So I'm going to put a video up here, hopefully in the next week or so, uh, whenever I find time and we'll get that up and going and it'll be on the Facebook page. But speaking of rod holders, it's rod holder season. So a lot of rod holders, a lot of people have been talking to me about rod holders, setting up boats. I've been steering people in, in all sorts of directions. You know, we're not partial just to ours. You know, I'll, I'll give positive feedback on all these other uh, rod holders. You know, we, you know, we're a dealer for just about all the major brands. Uh, you know, that was, you know, we did that for the track. But, you know, I have no problem recommending other people's stuff, and I do it very regularly too. But, uh, you know, it all works. It's the, what matters is getting your setup set up the way you want it. Now, Vance... This is a good time. You have an interesting story about people that are a little over the top about a certain, their loyalty to a brand. And it's not just to a specific brand. It's to whichever one they feel is, is important. It's not like a group of people are really, you know, whatever to one brand. Yeah. Uh, I have a story. I was thinking about it when you were, you were talking there. Um, so what were you doing last weekend? Last weekend, uh, really last Thursday uh, through Sunday, I was at the Cleveland Boat Show with uh, Vix, Vix Sports, selling Rangers, talking muskies, banging fish, baby, uh, all that stuff. And uh, so it was really good. It was, um, it wasn't that big of a turnout as they expected. Um, but like any show, the buyers, people that want to get something, always find a way to make it there. Um, so there wasn't as many in attendance and that was because we had this like horrific snowstorm come in. Now, did, um, like, do you know any, any offhand rough numbers of the attendance? I, I don't, I do not. I mean, I think they expect like 20 to 30,000 going in there maybe even more because it's it's the biggest boat show that they yeah. do you know but it's just you know you're talking million dollar boats it, yes it's one the of way. the biggest it's one of the biggest shows yeah. around i forget what they call it but uh that's where i first saw the angler series a couple of years back i went up uh like like the newly designed angler series we had that's the first time I ever saw one. It was at Vic's booth up there. But there are, there are, in all rea- there are million dollar, or at least there was when I was there. You could go in and walk yeah. around on these boats that were over a million dollars. I don't know how they get them in and out out of there. Oh. To be honest, but it's a yeah, it's a giant they're homes. <laughs> it's you a know. giant airplane. It's right next to the the airport. It's a giant yeah. airplane wing. There's a Ferris wheel inside. Um, um, it's. That's the it was, IX it was, Center. It was interesting. It's the IX Center, yeah. And it's it's really neat. The, the, the prices for the booth are unbelievable. Um, and then, you know, you think you're in a big booth, and then you go and you look at some of those uh, seven-figure booths, <laughs> uh, boat booths, and uh, you're just like, wow, that's as much as my boat. So mm-hmm. just for that, that area, square footage. Um, but, yeah, so... Pretty neat stuff. Uh, big shout out to Vix. Get a hold of them for your uh, for your boat buying needs. Starcraft, Star Welds, the Ranger boat. Big shout out to Ranger Boats for sponsoring this show. 
and sponsoring uh, our guiding. Uh, Todd and I love them. Got to sell a couple 1880s last weekend um, and one 2082. So uh, check those boats out and check Vicks out for anything uh, you need on the water. But So we were talking about a story. We were talking about rod holders. And uh, I'm sitting there, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Guy comes up to me. What are those? Or he says, like, you know, essentially, who are you? I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I I guide up on Chautauqua Lake. uh, You know, got a bait business. We do, you know, jerk baits and and swim baits, and we make rod holders. Those ones you can see right in in the photo here is on one of the banners that Todd has. Uh, In the background, you can see a fat AZ rod holder. And I was like, what's unique about them? I was like, they can tip on the fly. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking to this guy. Not many people get it, even in musky fishing, but especially when you go from like a Great Lakes to a musky troll uh, inland, something like that people don't get how important that tip is um and this guy happened to be um a great lakes fisherman uh and he like immediately uh got in my face about he's like uh we're not going to say a brand but it rhymes with disco who we are also (laughs) a We're also a uh, we we wholesale for we, we, we we're, we're a dealer of of, of said we're, disco you know, yeah of disco uh, for and we've set up boats uh, with disco track on it which makes for a very fun time but um, so he gets into me and 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 is just like Cisco makes that I'm like yeah they do they do they make they make something that you can adjust but it's not so quick on the fly and it's also essentially it's also more money because there is like three moving parts you have to buy you know it's not 95 dollars; it's like a buck 60 and it's not good for what it's inefficient for musky fishing i'm gonna i'm gonna break this down a little bit further okay so this this rod holder base stands probably I don't have one here at least six inches tall at least six, and while it is it can tip, there's like a lever that you throw to like lock it. It's it's friction as well. But and and some people will say, well, you can still tip it on the fly one handed if you set that perfect. But it's it's not really it's just not there. It's a two handed operation. And so it slides into your track, it sticks up high, and you still put the, I think it's an S17 down east on the top. And there's, there's some complaints about that base that, that uh, down east comes with for their like rigid mounts. And that rod holder does not, that base does not address the underlying issue there. So with, with our bases it does because we, we get discard the S17 part and keep the salty. Um, but this base that Disco makes can also index, like, there's a lot of, like, cogs. It's like teeth that you can pick up, like, this spring-loaded thing and then index, you know, ever so. Extremely, extremely nice 
if you don't have to worry about weeds and all this other stuff that um, Great Lakes fishermen, you know, I, I do it all the time. Well, not all the time. I do it often. Um, go up there and fish the Great Lakes where trolling is completely different than what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And, and fine-tuning a rod tip just a little bit further back sweep or something could make a difference of not tangling and what have you. So this Great is a, Lakes. Yes, this is a really, really nice high-end base. And to be honest with you, for the price that it is, I don't know how they're making money on it. I mean, it's really nice. But mm-hmm. so anyways, I gave my description. Continue on, Vance. Yeah. Anyway, so that's where that's where it uh, it about ended. It was it was pretty short. I was being polite, and uh, you know this guy was obviously uh, wanted to drive his point home. He wanted to tell me uh, after we left the saying, "Well, yeah, they make one, but it's really not what musky people are looking for in their down rods and in the inland situation." Um, like I said, it works for Great Lakes. We, we explain that all the time. I consider St. Clair a Great Lake, uh, that, that style of fishing. You can go up there and uh, troll it just like Erie or Huron or whatever the, whatever, wherever the hell you are. But um, So this guy just wouldn't let it go. I'm like, it's very nice. And, you know, ours are a bit cheaper. And, uh, well, he... He decides to get out his phone. He's not listening to me, and he's not looking at me in my eyes when he's talking to me. So now I'm getting a little frustrated. And he disappears, and I start talking charters to people. And these people are coming up like, whoa, those are like really nice fish. Where's that at? That's down in, like, Ohio, right? I'm like, no, it's not in Ohio. It's in Chautauqua Lake, which is... A two and a half hour drive, you know, I had a whole spiel while I was talking, talking trips. Well, while I'm doing that and uh, talking to potential clients and enjoying my time there, this guy comes up and he's shoving stuff in my face, literally, while I'm talking to clients. He's like, see, here it is right here. It's only 90 bucks. I'm like, it's not $90, but I'm talking, <laughs> but I'm talking to, I'm talking to potential clients. So I'm like, guy just okay yeah that's I, I, like the first time i just brushed it off i'm like yeah cool nice that's great and i and i continue talking to people um he comes up again and then a second time and i put and then he like after he did that like showed it to me on this like jagoff phone i don't know what the hell it was it wasn't an iphone it was like dim lit and a privacy screen on it because he's looking at porn all the time <laughs> but uh so i'm like what the hell is this thing but uh, so I'm like, hey, you got to excuse me. I'll, I'll be right back. Here's, here's a card. Get a hold of us. And I go and talk to the guy. I'm like, you know, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm talking to potential clients and you're coming up and interrupting me and reaching your hand up in my face because you're five foot two and you need to extend your freaking arm the whole way. <laughs> and I was like, what are you, you know, what, what are you doing that? For? What are you doing that for? I'm like, I don't know you from anybody. You know, I'm like, we're all here doing the same thing. Why do you got to be a jerk in, in front of potential, you know, clients of mine? He's like, I have no idea who you are. I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm Vance Kalos with muddy Creek fishing guides. Nothing to, nothing to do with any other tackle company. 
I'm like, you're not listening to me. I'm a, we're, we're a dealer for all the track systems. We're a basement company. There's something that is, is made out of the garage. It's a niche. And I was like, you better apologize. <laughs> Did you point your finger? There front of, <laughs> oh, I just stared at him. I said, you better apologize twice. And I was, and I was a little bit serious at this time. And I, cause I was, I was, I was mad. You know, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. My, my, my blood was pumping. What do you do after you're so nice for so many times and so many times and somebody keeps coming back up to you and stinging you and shoving a phone in your face while you're talking to somebody? Just imagine that. Just imagine that happening. Take, take a second. And while you're talking about your business and talking to a potential client and you got somebody that comes up in your face and is shoving something in your face. Essentially, he's on the same team as you. That's the that's the thing is that he was there working the same booth, wasn't he? Yeah, same and, team. And okay, you know it, that that was that was essentially where it left. I told him he better apologize, and he did in front of all his friends and a couple girls, which you know I <laughs> thought was you know he had that's that's embarrassing, you know, when you just get dominated <laughs> like that. I mean, you get dominated because he's completely wrong in his argument he's not listening he can't understand reason like he can't see both products and weigh them out and see where anything it's just no this is it this is the best this is how i do it and i just am like you best apologize son and he's like i'm sorry and i was like what did you say and he's like i'm sorry i was like good did you swat him with a newspaper no, but you know, the shit like that ha- happens all the time. And it's actually like a year anniversary since we were in Chicago and we were just like, Hey, we're here having a good time talking to people. And then some guy comes over and we- he was introduced, remember? And he was part yeah. of another track company and he stopped like 15 feet and was just like, Nope, nope. I don't need this crap. I mean, people are freaking nuts. They nuts. are freaking nuts in this. In this game, you think bait makers are like crazy. Now it's even into it's rod in, holders. Yeah, it's in the boat <laughs> setup. It's a tribe <laughs> mentality. I mean, everybody's there for the same thing, you know. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, of room for everything in the industry. And people just go nuts, you know. They just freaking, they, they, can't, they can't stand that they're so just like can hold on on some things and it's you know really really funny i hate doing stuff like that you know i just wanted to go up there and work and have a decent time and then you always have to have some jackass pissant come and try and ruin ruin your day but you know it made for a funny story and i wonder how many people he's converted in the past to to have him resort right back to that same technique of ramming it down people's throats Oh, I don't know. I mean, but geez, the thing is, what was what was upsetting him is he thought that I was somebody else. Yeah. Yes. Why say that's why I'm saying Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. He thought we were something else. Mm. He thought we were a another company that makes Great Lakes Rod Holder Systems that happens to share a lot of the name. I know. Yeah. And like, how are these Great Lakes guys like even at each other's throats? Everybody that goes out there and fishes feels like a god 
because of how good like the walleyes are. So just get along with everybody. Everybody's going to catch walleyes for the next five freaking years, it's whether it's for a the next 16 10 years, footer yeah. or a a 30 footer, you're going to come in with limits and feel like you're, you know, the cat's ass. So just, you know, whether you're using plastic, uh, cannons, or if you're using, uh, 5,000 mechanical terminator looking arm things, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that was, that's what happened. It was fun. It's crazy. It's It's always going to happen. It always seems to happen to you too. I just people love to test me, and then you know I, I don't know. I, it just might might must be my smile or something. <laughs> it's a good thing you didn't have a Belichick on because you would have came home with like a head, <laughs> another <laughs> skull from my collection. That's right. But but yeah, silliness. I was up there alone. I needed my boys with me. You know? Nobody else. <laughs> just just myself. Yeah, I wasn't invited. I I had someone, uh, I had one of my repeat clients, a fellow that's been coming with me for years, call and, and book a couple days there just the other day. And uh, I wanted to give Andy a shout out because he picked up a Belichick and he said he loves it. His favorite, favorite, favorite workout shirt. Favorite. Well, I mean, it's yeah, so, I mean, you got to watch because so, like if you work so, out so in that. comfy. Yeah. If you work out in that and then you go to like a lifting competition and you're not wearing it, you're mm-hmm. not going to perform as well. <laughs> so. He did. He, he said he really likes his Belichick. So soft and comfy. So. Well, I'm wearing one right now. There you go. I'm sure you are. And guess what? I mean, <laughs> along those same lines, we also had a person who picked up a Belichick, was at another show. I'm not going to name names because I didn't ask. And they were working a Muskie's Inc. booth, and we got a photo, and he says, it's working. I've already signed some people up. <laughs> I mean, look at that like right it. there. I mean, the Belichick oh. is bringing in, you know, members to Muskie's Inc., which is a great organization. Todd, yes. how great is it? Muskie's Inc., they've been around for a long time, 50-some years now, I believe. And uh, lots of good stuff going on. I, I see that our, our club just put out the tournament schedule. You know, that's something guys like to look forward to doing. We used to love doing all those tournaments and, you know, all the local clubs do tournaments. You have, you, most of them have month, monthly meetings. Uh, it's all about, you know, promoting muskie fishing, working with the local fisheries. Every club takes it as far as they want to, but uh, that name Muskie Zinc is the way to get anything done uh, when you are talking with these people. So, <laughs> Uh, you know, check out your local chapters, all kinds of neat stuff. You get a nice magazine every every couple months. Uh, you can participate in the uh, catch and release. You can look at that stuff online. They have 450,000 fish turned in now or something. You can look at all the data that's been registered. So a lo- lot of good things in Muskie's Inc. And we'll be looking forward to being at a Muskie's Inc. booth there in, next weekend. Columbus so, Fishing well, Expo. Was that 8, yeah, 9, Columbus 10 of February? Expo. Mm-hmm. Week and a half. Mm-hmm. Have some of our stuff there, but we'll also be talking musky thanks and if we can get some people from Ohio area to sign up. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that. But uh, great organization. Anybody who is into musky fishing, I feel should be a member. That's right. And also no, for no. people that are coming to that Columbus Fishing Expo and seeing us at the Musky Zinc booth, I am not going to have any Belichicks. They are just too powerful to yield at a show that size. 
So yeah. I yeah. will have yes. them at the next show that I will be going to, which is the Musky Max Plus. If you guys haven't already, um, follow them on Instagram. Get like them on Facebook. They're putting out some really, really good content. Vance, have you been seeing that stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's the production values are great. Yeah, Sean does a really good job with that. I think that's his forte. If we had we had him on the podcast last year, he's really handy with that stuff. Yeah, really nice stuff. You know, graphics are really great. You know, check, just, you know, like it, follow them. Um, but, you know, I read some of the stuff they have there. It sounds like they're going to have some ATVs there at the show. So there's going to be boats, trucks, ATVs, fun for the whole family. And it's also nice, fun yeah. for me because I like We love that, that show. It's, it's close quick. to home. It's such a heavy hitter. You get so many good bait makers there. Uh, they do good seminars. Oh, oh boy. You're not. The, the lead, you, you need the a lead pat party on the back, Vance. Someone's going to be speaking there. Actually, two people. Oh, yeah. Vance is uh, going to be speaking. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be on, a, uh, an, on the guide panel for Ask the Guides Anything, I believe, on, on Sunday. Um, they're doing that where essentially you could show up in the crowd and just ask away. You know, ask any question you have. Uh, which is neat. Um, I'd like to hear so some people asking Vance ridiculous questions. Yeah, that would that like would be extremely great. personal ones that they can only find out from the podcast. Yeah, that would be very nice. That would be very nice. Not raise any eyebrows to anybody in the room. I'll answer them with uh, honesty and sarcasm, as always. But uh, and then. Todd Love Musky Max, Leah parties are awesome. They're a great family. It's a great show. Um, I can't wait for that one. Yeah, now Todd might be uh, dragging the boat down. Is that true? That's what I hear. I don't know. Okay, we'll find out. <laughs> I haven't talked to anybody. Can't be right. the plan to be determined. It might be right next to me. Like I might be able to lean on his boat the whole time. Yeah. So I can start you racking know, up minutes. I've never. Stepped foot in. I can boat. tell you this: <laughs> Vix is Vix is going to be there, and when we uh, like getting the the boat show set up, they took care of the boats like they were the Hope Diamond. I mean, they were buffing them and waxing them right there. So, you know, Todd and I were talking like, "Hey, you know, we should take our boats up to Vix and see if they'll give it like a pro detail." Know, just uh, give it a nice once over, a nice washing. Uh, I think if you work something in there, you know, Vix, you could probably bring that boat down. They'll be like, we can't, we can't show that. What is this? Mm -hmm. And they'll wash it for free for you. There you go. So you, it needs a little bit of buffing. There's still some slime on it. So well, yeah, that's what you. They're going to charge you double for that because they're like it plugged our drains. There's so much musky slime coming out of this. <laughs> How do your bilges work? <laughs> All right. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. MCFishingGuides.com. Get a hold of us, Vance and I. I'll be fishing some in the early season. I booked some trips early season for us. I'm, I'm talking you know, mid to late April through 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 mid-May. That's before we get up to Chautauqua Lake and uh, have some trips booked locally here first. That's just myself doing that in Pennsylvania. And then uh, Vance and I will start up Memorial Day weekend. 
up at Chautauqua Lake. We'll be fishing right through November, so all season long. Get a hold of us. The early season is just about just about filled up, but we got lots of spots still in you know July and into the fall. So, and you'll be uh, what lakes are you going to be doing, Todd? I'm not even sure yet. We're going to see. I'm going to do some fishing. Looking forward to. I didn't get to fishing much, you know. I like to fish my own lake here. Uh, uh, probably hit Moraine State Park, Conneaut Lake. We'll do Pima Tuning. I'll get registered to do both of those state parks, Pima Tuning and uh, and Moraine. Uh, maybe Conneaut, Edinburgh. Who knows where we'll be? All around the area. Stay off my we river. Can, we, we can go everywhere. <laughs> I'm not going on the river. <laughs> we won't be river fishing. Excellent. <laughs> That's right. I got to protect what I have, even though I haven't been on it in two years. I got caught the last muskie with you there. Pretty pretty much. I want to say that that's true. It was a while ago in the fall. The la- last time we went fishing, Andy caught a sucker. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. On a glider. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. Well, let's see. I think that's all. Uh, St. Croix rods, best rods on earth. Looking for a rod? Look no further than St. Croix. Okay, we were extremely out of order. And yeah. we went a half hour on the it's plugs. Okay. <laughs> we usually do on our own things, but we have good, we have decent stories in them. So Yeah, we got a pretty decent story ahead. But anyways, what we're going to talk about is I'm going to give like an, I don't know, new life to a bait that that started fat az and that was uh we call it the swimmer for short but it's the sloppy swimmer it's our six inch bait then we made the eight inch bait the sloppy senior and the super sloppy senior is the 10 inch and that was a bait that we did not drag a lot of inventory to the shows mainly because we didn't have any inventory i never really put it put them on the uh, website. There's no stores carrying them. Um, and generally, when you did have uh, inventory, Todd and I would take them off. Yeah, so it was pretty much like I had. <laughs> I always seemed to have a couple, and, and there's a few people out there, and I don't even know if they listen. Every year, they'll like phone me up. They get a hot bite on that bait, and you know they'll message me on Facebook or call or text me or something like that, and they'll wipe me out just because there's a hot bait and hot bite going on and it, it's it's kind of interesting because i'm not going to blow up the spot but i'm going to say that they're fairly local to me and it's just like all of a sudden something like light switches with them and then i'll get i'll get a message and says hey we got 12 last week on these i need everyone you have and then it's just a mad rush from this small little group of people to try to get what i have um so i you know generally don't have that many and it was never really a hot seller so it was always there. It's kind of like this, this is what started Fat AZ. And so I, I keep it going. Plus, you know, Todd, you, you, you know, that's pretty much how Todd and I met. I know we've told the story before, yeah. but, you know, it sure. was down at the, what is it, the Moraine Muskie show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. I gave you a couple of them and, you know, we've told the story. He, what, a client caught a fish three casts in and everything Everything went from there, and um, you caught a big one on it too, though, didn't you? Todd caught a giant. 
I've got we've got quite a few nice. Oh yeah, well, I know. I've, we've got a big, a really nice one. Like the yeah, the legendary story. Yeah, you know what was it? The longest Pennsylvania fish you caught was on that little. Biggest one I've caught. Yes. Yep. Now, you also got another cool little story. Now, I can, you know, I should have prepped you a little bit better for this, but um, three, two times in Todd's life. You know where I'm going with this one, Todd? Mm-mm. Three, uh, Two times in Todd's life, he has caught three muskies on back-to-back-to-back casts. Oh, yes. Yeah. What was the first bait that did that? Twice. Uh... Oh, man, I think they were little wileys. That's what you told me. Yes, yes. I'm having a harder time remembering this stuff's getting older, but yeah, I think they were small, the the small wily crankbaits, and I know the second time was the swimmers. Yeah, and you sent me photos yeah. like when you were running mm-hmm. a digital camera, and yeah. there's Todd like kneeling in the stream, and he's holding the muskie like one would hold a steelhead, like tail roped it and he's like shotgunning it and that's awesome he had to have the the rod in his mouth so no was, i don't do that i don't get no that. i i made that part up but um, <laughs> and you have that you had that uh that face cover up or thing yeah because he didn't want the reflective water burning his his face amazing yeah. i really like seeing like the orvis you know it was nice and centered on his waders he had a sage rod no. No. Those, we don't want to remember no. Todd that way. Okay. <laughs> his, younger, his younger days. And, and then he he like did a little touch up with it in MS Paint. He took like the spray paint can and blacked everything out behind him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Microsoft Paint. Yeah, but what yeah. he didn't do was get the reflection, so I could see exactly what was behind him. The rock. original Photoshop. That's right. No, but so, I mean, that, that was just a neat little thing that Todd had experienced. He caught his longest fish, yeah. fish in Pennsylvania. He had a client get a fish on the third cast of ever throwing them. He caught three mm-hmm. fish on consecutive casts. Mm-hmm. And and not on an area you would think that that could ever happen, but <laughs> that's the only place it's ever happened to me. Right, and that's it just... pretty cool. Coincidentally, it's also the same area you caught that giant, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going back to back cast many times over the years, but not back to back to back. <laughs> That's a dynasty right there. It's a cycle. So, and then Vance, you had some fun playing with him. You got any fun stories there? Recently? Yeah, anything. We're just we're we're, we're doing the swimmer oh, catch up yeah. thing. Swimmer, yeah. I mean, I use use them all the time on Chautauqua, you know, where I predominantly fish, but. Um, of course, I, I took one up to the Georgian Bay and was jigging. I had that great big one come up, uh, which was super neat. Uh, and that was early in the game. That was probably like 2011. And um, I like to jig them on Chautauqua. Went out jigging last year and had some success with them. You know, put them through gill plates. They're just a really... Uh, you know, you could do a lot of things with them. You know that that brings up something that, like, I don't I don't hear a lot of people talking about this. When you're running those little, you know, smaller swim baits, and by smaller, you know, it's six inches and it weighs like five ounces, which 
you know, I, I don't think is terribly small. I mean, when you look at some some baits out there, but how many fish are you digging them out of their gullets? Like that, like those fish must be completely fooled. They just That's yeah, incredible. it just it just it just it, I think it just feels right with that rubber, you know, and when they grab it instead of you know. When you're, when you're throwing a jerk bait or a hard bait, you know, they grab it instantaneously. As soon as they shut their mouth on it, I think, you know, you see them open their mouth, start shaking their head. These things don't often react that way. It's more like gulp. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. That's that, that's a reason that I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I always say, I, I, yeah, I, you know, we throw them when we have to, but man, that happens a lot with, with, with the, with the rubber lures, you know, I just, uh, it can be scary. Yeah, there's um, one of like if, if anybody's like friends of mine or whatever or know my screen name on forums. There's there's some photos I have of, of a fish that I have jaw spreaders, and there's a black swimmer in its mouth. And the funny thing is, and I, I think Todd can agree to this: when the fish take them that deep, there's a good percentage of those fish that aren't really even hooked. Yeah. Like I just take pliers and I just grab that and very delicately pull straight up. It's almost like the teeth get them hooked, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Just, yeah, they're, they're just friction. They just don't, like if they open their mouth, there's enough there that it's just the plastic sinking into the teeth and they just can't seem mm-hmm. to hack it up. But but kind of cool. So that that's, that's what started the AZ and... Um, you know, we just—I don't want to say it fell to the wayside, but it just—it the raptor came along and we just got going on the hard baits. And were you gonna say something, Todd? Well, it—it—it it, it, it wasn't the end thing then, you know. Uh, oh, that's a great the paddle point. tail. Yeah, the paddle tail just wasn't the end thing. So we we had done it, and then you had some other companies. I mean, I think what like Shadzillas came out. And then, you know, they, I think they sort of took off pretty good and some other, now everybody's doing the paddle tail and, you know, and getting back to sort of Vance's story, I mean, there's numerous times, oh, you just copied that. And it's like, no, we didn't. What did we copy it? Everybody's, it's a, it's a, it's a shad. It's It's a a sassy sassy shad shad. from Mr. Twister. (laughs) That was made like 50 years. I don't know how long ago, you know, but I mean, that's all it is. And uh, nobody's copied anybody on, on on that stuff, but some people like to th- think that. And oh well, you know, you just copied that because it's working now. But n- now they've become a lot more mainstream. You know, the 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 paddle tails, and they're disposable. It's it's great. You know, it's great for us to make them. Great for everybody. You know, you only you only get so many fish on them before they're you destroyed. <laughs> you need another one. Yeah. Yeah, and that, you know that brings up that whole tribe mentality again. You know, we've had people come up and say, "Oh, so you copied this brand, whatever big brand?" I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I made them five years before them, so I I can see mm-hmm. how your point. You know, I'm I apologize for copying them when yeah. I made them before them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you just might not have heard of it, but you know, mm-hmm. that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, so recently, you know, I I did a bunch of glittered, um, glitter swimmers, seniors, and what have you. And we, we took them to the Ohio show and there's, you know, they, I'm going to say they had a, a better than average response to them. And we got back and we're like, well, let's see what happens when we put them up online on Facebook. So we, we put them up on Facebook and they all sold like that night. 
you know, they were, they were all gone there. Um, so that, that was interesting. And then like, you know, through some talks between us all, you know, I ended up, you know, taking all the stuff that I had. Vance came over, he took all the equipment and Vance decided to pull triple overtime and start making inventory. Vance, tell yes. me about making inventory. Yeah, I picked that stuff up uh, off of Andy and uh, just basically dove headfirst into it. I had, you know, a good idea of, of how it was done uh, from being around for so long. But uh, I picked up everything. I picked up the molds. I picked up a, uh, you know, the Pyrexes, the stir sticks, the microwave. Um, raw material, uh, material that needs material. remelted. All that good stuff, uh, harnesses, mm-hmm. uh, all the goods, and uh, I was excited to to uh, to uh, get get it done. Uh, and so, okay, pro- leading up to this, um, Vance Vance really liked the glitters. He thought that it stepped up the swimmer game, and. So Vance and I had this discussion like, okay, if you're going to do this, where are we going to get our glitter from? And we ended up looking up a place like, what, what was that? <laughs> Vance was sending me links to we like had, glitteryourworld.com. And oh, gosh. Yeah. We looked, <laughs> oh, my gosh. A half an hour. I was like, if anybody sees our freaking search histories right now on Google, they're going to think we are that uh, they're gonna not have this if they didn't know who you are they're not gonna carry weird. the same opinion yeah i ended up finding exactly. a place that had really really nice glitter all sorts of different i didn't know that there was different compositions of glitter metallics and polyesters and whatever else i didn't learn that much more into it but they they were a bulk distributor and when we find out it was bulk, it was 55-gallon drums of glitter. Like, oh, oh my gosh. It was like, how many how many pounds do you want? 10 or 1,000? <laughs> they wanted insane. to sell you pallets of glitter. You you had to glitter. Glitters are us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I, apparently, Todd bars. has frequent that did, site often. We had, we had no idea. Like, I'm like, well, where do you buy glitter? You know, where the heck do you get glitter? I don't know. But let's get on Google. And we're like searching glitter and none of like the easy stores pop up. Like well, of course it couldn't be like Walmart or like Target or something. Like easy. Vance was it hammering was like, uh Amazon and he's like, Is this good? Is this good? Now all of a sudden, so now we're looking at and this is gonna this sounds weird. So we're looking at glitter composite, like what's it made of? What shape is the glitter and how big the shape is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, we don't, we don't, we have no idea what, like, if it's what size it is. Is it super fine? Is it uh, too big? Things like that. I mean, I well, mean, they have great customer service at Glitterers. Us, if you told them you were making lures, they would probably uh, they, they probably would have oh, they yeah. would have said, "Listen, exactly, we, thank you." We, <laughs> You know, if you need a reference, we got Todd Young. He would gladly answer your calls on any of this reference for glitter. <laughs> He's our biggest customer here. <laughs> I just toss it in the air and run around, yeah. Yeah, toss it in the air. That would make a terrible mess. So we ended up I ended up measuring the glitter size. So now we're like inspecting this this glitter and I measured it and of course it's a size that we cannot find. 
it was what? It was a it was, it was like a one sixteenth, oh sixty or oh sixty two or something like that. If you're measuring, and in the I thousands. was, I was looking him up in like uh, decimals and like it was just crazy. And then we ended up like cross referencing into some like metric and stuff like that. It, it just, it wasn't. <laughs> it just wasn't. It, it wasn't going well. And here we are. Like I'd, I'd like to fancy that when you get a couple guys that are good on their phones, that they could find anything within a few minutes. It was like pulling hair out. It was just like, how can we not find glitter for this? Yeah. And, and like when you're like, this is it. It's perfect. Oh, they sell it by the gram. And we're like, no, but a gram, like what are we doing? Yeah. Drugs here? Give us a pound of this stuff. <laughs> I don't want it by the gram because I don't even know. So at this point, we don't even know how much volume we need. So now all yeah, of a sudden yeah, the, palette of, the palette of glitter <laughs> might sound pretty like, well, Maybe it takes a gallon of glitter for each swimmer to to, to yes. make it nice, and we literally—I mean—it took so much effort to just realize, screw it, we just got to try stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you don't know if it's going to take, you don't know if it's going to sink. Is it going to melt? Uh, we yeah. had no—we had no idea. Yeah, we ended up uh, like if anyone's sitting there questioning, well, you had glitters before. What was different now? What was different now was. What we had was we had the front half of our soft tails. Like when we cut the grubs for our soft tail raptors, we kept them and we can remelt them if we add some some new material to it and add softener and stuff like that. We can make it to where it's it's usable and after years and years and years of collecting these, we're like, "Well, let's go ahead and try this." And you know, we made up a bunch. So we didn't have to worry about glitter size then, but when we're trying to replicate it on our own, to try to add this to our product line, mm-hmm. it was very humbling. And, you know, whatever. I mean, we we kind of mumbled through it, and I ended up like, like this is hilarious. So I ended up going to a store, okay? And I'm not going to name the store. And I got on the phone with Vance. I'm like, Vance, I found some glitter. And there's like old women and children around me because it's not the fishing lure man section. It's, it's a craft section and stuff like that. And there's and and advances like, put me on speakerphone, uh, you know, stuff like put me on FaceTime. I want to see the glitter. And I'm like trying to talk like, <laughs> like I'm trying to say the words to be like, yeah, they got this color, like kind of manly to not make it seem as like, dude, why are you buying a bunch of glitter? I ended up buying every single color they had on the shelf because Vance is like, get it all. I was like, get it all. I was like, get everything. And then he was texting me stuff like, send me photos of it. He was legitimately excited. Send me the glitter. (laughs) I was like, obsessed with it. Because, (laughs) oh gosh. Because it was such, it was such a grind at night. And we were like stumped. And like, I was, like how upset I was on the airwaves was palpable. (laughs) And he was like, it, it's gonna be okay. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it figured out. And I'm like, yeah, we'll we'll fucking get get it figured out. There's no glitter in this world. Like we gotta spend like a million dollars. <laughs> like, we gotta open up a credit <laughs> reference. <laughs> <to> get <laughs> account. Like, literally, the glitter we were getting looked like the, it came in the size of what you would see at a runaway truck uh, stop, like to stop the truck. Or if you see it like on big highways, those big drums that are yeah, filled they, with water. They, they wanted to sell those big truck stopping. Oh my gosh. 
I'm like, who the heck is buying all this glitter? <laughs> Insane I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, Ranger buys a lot. We do they know that. Do. They do. They do. They yes. certainly do. Right. And that might be who their number one customer is because Lord knows. I don't know like how Dollar General or any of these places that put a little glitter on a balloon that they sell for a dollar. <laughs> like that would last like the franchise ten years that much glitter. So So we uh moving on. We spent a lot of time on glitter. So all of a sudden Vance has all these tools in front of him and tools being glitter. He just starts going nuts. <laughs> like literally just he, glitter high. Like I called him the next day. He goes, guess what? I didn't sleep. I was making baits all night. And he sends like a picture of them. And it's every, it's not just like, oh, I tried this blue glitter. It was, I put glue, blue with this red and a little bit of black and this and that. I'm like, how are we going to repeat this? We have nothing repeatable at this time. We just have this crazy assortment that now we're going to try to sell as like limited time because it's never going to be the same again. He was running on straight caffeine to get through all this. Nothing was written down. Like just in, yeah, a pinch here and a pinch there. He has him like just, a salt shaker. He's like a dash of this. That's what it was like, but in a much more real sense, I I have a good, I have like a a good grasp on what to put where with some staple colors now. But uh, so yeah, I was just like a mad scientist there for a little bit. And and I'm gonna say this. Okay, I'm gonna save this for a little bit later. So Vance gets all these baits, and I'm like, this is great. This is saving me time. So now I can concentrate on these other other tasks at hand, setting up boats and, you know, getting these other hard baits ready for paint. And he's, you know, we were like, okay, before we sell any of our swimmers, we go and run every single one of them. And like the rule of thumb is we're going to lose between 10 and 20% from when they are birthed out of the mold to when the, when the hook is put on and they're ready to sell. That's just the way it goes. Um, you're going to lose some that they don't run right. Some don't run at all. I drop some. They're horrible to hold the paint. I drop some and they hit the ground and then they, you know, there's no five second rule. Wet paint hitting the dirty floor, you pick it up and it's just like you drop chewing gum in a barber shop. It comes up with everything. <laughs> so, um, like Vance don't get too attached to him. So he had some questions on, on trimming these. So, I'm just going to give a, a quick breakdown of what it takes to make one of these swimmers. So you'll look at it and you're like, look at this dumpy little thing. Um, so to start off with is I get wire and I have like this little jig set up in a giant oak table that I have. And it takes me a couple minutes to bend up the wire form. I take that wire form. I put it in a mold. I melt up some lead. I pour the lead in it. When that cools, I take it out. And of course I'm doing this, you know, 50 to 100 at a time. I'm not just doing one through this whole process. Then I take that and I, you know, set it aside. Then I get out the molds that I made, like the original molds. And I never thought much of it until Vance is like, okay, I'm here to take this stuff. And I'm like, now Vance, these are antiques. You got to take it easy on these old girls. (laughs) And it's like, some of them are hodgepodge. Some cavities aren't very good on them. And and I I show them how, you know, you you, you put the the wire form in the mold and you heat up the, the material. And then it's a hand pour and it's in, 
it's different than a lot of the other rubber baits out there if you haven't seen it in that when they're hand poured on like an open mold the flat spot is on the top of the bait not the bottom so if you envision like a bulldog style bait all the nice curvature and stuff is facing the top of the water to the sky and the flat part of it is facing down below mine's the opposite the flat top is pointing up and the roundy nice part is down um for nothing else i for a horrible reason but it you know it's a reason i think the fish looks up and like oh that's roundy and that looks more you know not just like a silhouette of an airplane going through uh you know so whatever i'm like people are looking down at it so they see the flat top so you open pour it you know the mold's open it's not like there's like a a a reservoir and stuff that it sucks from when it cools because when it cools it, it contracts so these open pores, you know, you, you fill them up and Vance, if you have the material a little too hot and you pour it and walk away and come back, what does it look like? It sinks. It turns into like the Grand Canyon. That's right. So you, there's a little bit of finesse and magic and timing involved there. And once, you know, let's just say you get a nice pour, you're always going to have a couple drips. And if you're, you know things get out of control you have a big runner that comes over the top of the mold and runs out you just let that cool and then you have to kind of trim up this top area and i didn't really go over that much with vance so vance is like i'm gonna come over you know we we timed it we had a big cold stretch and then we had like two or three days of above you know above freezing some heavy rain and we decided in the 40s in the 40s i want to think it was like Gosh, when was it? It was like a week ago. I'm not even going to guess what day it was. And after work, I'm like, Vance, meet me at my place. We're going to get these. We're going to test them. And we're going to go back to what I call the frog pond where all the little pickerels, the pickerels are, which I'm taking a sidetrack here so I don't don't forget. Uh, Prior to doing all this and all that big freeze, I went back there at the outflow. I did see a little pickerel in the frog pond, and it darted back down to the bottom when it saw me. So I do have at least one resident that made it. Very cool. So anyways, there, that's my update. That could have been Mitch for all I know there. It's 20% chance it was Mitch. So, so we're like, okay, this warm runoff, this rain, everything's going to be up. The ice is going to be broken. We're going to go back there and test these because I'm not selling them until we test them. I'm not painting them until we test them. So that's the next step. So Vance brings over essentially like four giant boxes of them. We try to keep the ones with colorant, like the, the pigment that we put into color these baits separate from other ones. They, some of them have tendencies to bleed. Some of them don't, but it's just best to not let them touch um, because I don't want, you know, nice brand new product to be, you know, kind of messed up a bit. So he brings them all over and he's like, guess what? We're going to, you're going to teach me how to trim these. So I'm like, okay, let's, uh, let's get to it. So we get out scissors and we start trimming them. Every single one of them. (laughs) And I mean, that took Vance, how long do you think that took? Half hour, 45 minutes. Okay. I was going to say 45 to an hour, but so we'll agree on 45 minutes. Now, Vance got to my place around 3.30. It gets dark when cloud cover at this time of year, probably around 5.30. So we just spent 45 minutes trimming up these baits. 
And while trimming them up, I looked at someone like, Vance, were you not paying attention or something? Because these baits don't look like you filled the molds. And as we discuss, as we, as through discussion, come to find out, I'm like, Vance, did you level your table before the molds? Well, I was, I was speculating that the table wasn't level. Okay, because the tail would you know, be completely full and then the eye would be half filled. <laughs> it was Yeah. <laughs> but I just brought everything. I mean, it was my first time doing it, so, you know, I you just you got to learn what what am I looking at? Is this bad? That's why I brought him back to you like pretty much just poured and said like, you know, cuz I wanted you to say like this is crap, keep this and this is how you trim them. Yeah, and, and, and you know it was a big learning thing, but it was one of those things that the reason why I said we have about ten to twenty percent that don't make the cut after you get them poured, and this this mm-hmm. this is like one of those things that happen. It just it feels weird. You get an air pocket that gets trapped and what have you. So you know there's there's some jacking around that people just don't see when they're looking at them on a rack or in a picture on Facebook, and so we get all that done and. I'm like, just in case, Vance, here's 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 the two rods. Meet me back at the frog pond. I fire up the tractor and I throw all the all the swimmers in different totes and, and what have you in the bucket. And I brought a hoe and a standard shovel. Just this random run of the mill shovel. Just because I'm like, I don't know how much ice we're gonna have back there. I'm hoping that it's empty and we can get back there. We can, you know, ram and jam and make it back and high fives. And, um, so the yard was just, it was a mess. There was a lot of snow. I had to go in four wheel drive. I get back there and Vance is like, just like looking at it, like, how are we going to do this? Literally 98% covered in ice. Yeah. <laughs> there was almost no open water whatsoever. None. So I kind of, I don't want to say this yet because I think I don't want to ruin anything. I, um, so I get the shovel out and I'm like, well, let's just see what we're dealing with here. So I take the shovel and I just start like picking around the edges and it's like slushy ice. It's breaking pretty easy. And I kind of go around as much as I can. And my initial thought was I wanted to, I wasn't trying to clear the whole pond of ice and, and, and this pond is Vance. Give me a size, length and width. It's like an oval shape. 20 by 12. I'd say that's pretty, pretty, probably pretty good right there. And on one side, it's kind of clogged up pretty bad with like red brush and young willows. And the other side is, you know, pretty open except for a cherry tree that I decided to keep, which might not be there next year, but it's probably, I don't know, six to eight inches in diameter. I just thought it was a nice cherry tree to have, but I kind of didn't like it after the, after the events. So, um, so I kind of break around the 60% that I can walk to easily with the red brush and stuff overhanging into the, the pond and the ice getting stuck, you know, getting the branches and stuff caught into it. I'm like, that could be a problem. But my goal was to open up half of it. If I could open up half of this pond, we will have enough room and Vance will learn what to look for when testing these swim baits. So I kind of break around the edges and reach out as far as I can and, and you know break as much as I possibly can. 
that took a few minutes. And with all the rain that we had, I think we had over an inch and a half of rain or something. And plus all the snow melt off from, from this warm front that came in. My little pond was up probably a solid six to eight inches. And you can't mm-hmm. see into the water. I know my little pond gets deep quick, and I had knee-high boots on. I start just kind of picking this, picking out, and I'm just trying to get a feel of what we're dealing with. And if you would have asked me what we actually saw at the end, I would have never guessed what we were dealing with, and I probably would have said, we got to find a better way. But we, we, were, we were into this. So, so we kind of start, you know, I start kind of hitting this ice with the shovel, um, tr- trying to make it like strategic. Vance had this hoe, and it's it's the hoe that I've you know since I my, it was the first hoe I ever bought because you know you just can't take your parents' gardening tools when you leave the house. And Vance is here like a caveman, like trying to split wood, hammering this hoe off the ice and watching it bounce. Just keep yes. it repeatedly with. A lot of force with not a lot of accuracy, but he had the force. He was, he's strong. Like earlier, he has trouble fitting through doors and hitting support beams and stuff in his basement. That's right. Um, We start, you know, we start making a little bit of headway. um, And we start picking away as about as much as we can do uh, with, with the hand tools. The... It got to a point to where I'm looking. I'm like, it's starting to get dark. We haven't tested a single one. We've opened up a useless 25% of this water. So I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? And, and, and Vance is like, let's just call it. Let's just call it. Not, and you, you said something to me like, do you remember what you said about your, your clothing? Oh, I... I turned to you and I said, my feet are remarkably dry right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing his LL Bean boots that are not laced up all the way. So like the tongue and like the top open up and I look and it's like filled with slush. <laughs> He's wearing sweatpants and a hoodie and it's like 38 degree rain outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's it's go time now. I'm like, Vance, I'm going to go back to the house. I'm going to grab a chain, and I'm going to use the tractor. We're going to try to hook onto this iceberg that now seems to be impossible to break. And we're yeah. going to get it to us, and we're going to get it. And if anyone's asking why I didn't use the tractor in the first place, it's because, one, it's greasy. Two, the water's up. And three, I'm not ripping. I'm not ripping that thing up, and I'm not sinking the tractor to get some ice out. The tractor mm-hmm. is too important to break ice to test swim baits. You would have though. If I if I would have had a chain initially, I would have. So I like, you know, I I sprint up to the pole barn, which is probably 150 yards away, through the snow, my big rubber boots. You know, I was kind of wet as well, but it's due to sweat because I dressed appropriately, and. <laughs> I go up. I, grab I was in gym attire. He. I don't know how. I don't know how he just wasn't laying on the ground shivering, just like complete hypothermia. He was soaked, and so I run up to the house. I get the chain, and I look, and I'm like, you know, it'd be really nice if I had a weight. So I look up, and I see an old boat anchor that I had. One of those ones that looks like Vance. Do you know the name of that anchor? It's not a mushroom anchor. 
but it has like three big pedals out of it. You should know this. Oh, I forget what that's called. It's actually called the uh, Frog Pond Anchor. Okay, the, so I grabbed the Frog Pond <laughs> Anchor. It's probably like a 12 or a 15 pound anchor with some like nice braided rope. And I'm like, well, I really don't like the rope, but okay, screw it. <laughs> so I grabbed this and the chain, and I was no longer running back because I was tired and sore, and I have a log chain around the one shoulder, and I'm carrying this baby of an anchor in the other. And I get back there, and I have probably 50 foot of rope on this 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 anchor, okay? So I'm like, I'm not losing this anchor. So using my wisdom, I took the one end and tied it off to the tractor bucket thinking I was going to lose it. It's like 20 feet away that I'm dealing with. And we're like getting set up to do this. And I'm like, I'm going to shot put this thing, and I need I need some height. And the other thing is like, oh, watch your feet so you don't like throw the anchor and it drags you in. Because like it'll get caught in your it's like with the crab damn rope. It's like we were just, yeah. yeah. That you know, them boys in the Bering Sea don't know what it's like at the frog pond. So, <laughs> so it was so intense. So I'm running on adrenaline because I need to get this done. The wife has been texting me, "When are you coming in? I want to do something. Dinner's ready." And, and I'm that's le- why. And that's and and just for for good, you know, measure. That's why I said, "Do you want to call?" Because I knew you had family obligations. Yeah, but I, I had my mind set. I'm like, if I fail at this, Vance is going to think I'm a failure in life. This is just. Ice. And that's very that's very true. That's very true. I would have. So, I had a reputation <laughs> to uphold here. So I take this and, you know, I'm five weeks out of a hernia repair and I'm shot putting this, <laughs> this anchor and I'm trying to like, well, that first shot put you did it like that <laughs> rope, like Indiana Jones whip. And I was just like, Jesus. And it, it bounced incredibly I, off the ice and in oh, the pond. Yeah, so I shot put this thing. And I'm like trying to get the biggest arc possible, and I actually overshot my target. And I, my goal was is there's like an eye screw on the top of this anchor, and I was hoping to drive it in. You know, if I if I had any way that I could perfectly land that, I said this is the most pounds per square inch I can put forth. So I tried to do that, and it hits. I, how high do you think I got that anchor? Ten feet off the ground? Oh, I'd say I'll give you twelve. Okay, give you twelve. So I get this thing up high. It hits and it bounces a couple feet back in the air, and it was yeah. just like, holy crap! <laughs> my biggest gun just bounced off this armor, and it went and it went over to the red brush and plunked into the into the water. And you were like, my oh, God. I didn't account for it bouncing. You were like, really? <laughs> You're like, that's, that's incredible. Like we knew this 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 beast that we were up against. It, we were, we almost felt outmatched. It was a formidable opponent at that moment. I turned to you and was like, "Have you ever seen an ice pond do this before? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen one of these do this before?" I slowly take off my glasses, <laughs> shaking. I'd be like, "Only once." <laughs> 1952. Yeah. So we're turning this into a bad movie plot, but this is what it was like. (laughs) So, okay. So now we got this three pedaled 
frog pond anchor and I grab the rope and of course everything now is sopping wet <laughs> because ropes tend to hold water. So I take off my gloves that kept my hands warm. I'm like, well, time to work with no feeling. Grab the rope and start pulling. And of course, it hooks perfectly on the edge of the iceberg. And I'm like, no! <laughs> after, after figuring out the, the way to do is let it fall, but not too much or the eyelet's going to get stuck under the iceberg. We, we get it. We get it to hop and then it comes out. Then from there on, Vance and I, we went with different techniques. Um, we took turns. I would do the shot put. Vance would do like the over-the-head caveman rock throw. Yeah. And he would slam it down. And we were like grunting and like really like, like fighting against this thing. I was like, oh, you know, just like throwing this thing. Well, we, we finally start like a little bit more well placement around the periphery. We we're able to start breaking this thing down. And we got it to crack in half. And I'm like, I think we have the in that we need. So. Is that when I turned to you and I was like, hey, man, that hose in bad shape? <laughs> well, uh, not, not quite yet. <laughs> but So I'm taking the shovel and I'm kind of, this iceberg can now float around a little bit. As we're, we're breaking this down, we get a little bit to us, we break it. Get a little bit to us, break it. But now we're dealing with ice, floating ice chunks. And the shovel just wasn't cutting it. And I'm like, Vance, where's the hoe? And it, he put it back like in the bucket of the tractor with all the swim baits. And he's like, it's over there. He goes, just to let you know, that hose in bad shape. I get the hoe out, and I look at it, and it's literally the, the hoe part that you'd put in the earth to do, literally folded 180 degrees right back onto itself. <laughs> I said, what did, you, what did you do to this? Apparently, when I wasn't around, Vance thought it was necessary to keep swinging like he's splitting firewood. <laughs> and he smashed the hoe right over on itself. And with no other knowledge on how to repair it, he just decided to quit using it altogether. <laughs> I was going to do it, but you would, you'd come back. You know what I'm saying? I had to stay warm. <laughs> he, put it <laughs> he just put it neatly away like... He'll never. He'll never. He'll never. Do, he'll never. Do, he'll never do, <laughs> He, he was probably what wishing that. <laughs> he probably was. It was like that. <laughs> That's how he got it, you know. <laughs> but there was like at that point, his back was against the wall because he had to own up to it. Because it's not like he'd be like, you know, when Andy, just to let you know, when you went up there, Todd grabbed that and he was really aggressive with it. There was like no one else there. <laughs> Just, you're never gonna believe this. Todd just came out from the tree line where those deer come, and when he, when you were up there, he just started like taking out a bunch of aggression with his hoe and left. <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> Vance takes it to the next step. He's actually like walked into the woods and put footprints there. <laughs> Coming up with this elaborate thing, like, you wouldn't believe. So this deer came out and started charging me, and I had to defend myself. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, I took another couple hacks at it. Uh, couple? Oh, my I God. Cold. I I just stay warm. So I, I, I had to think on my feet. So what I did was I took the hoe, and I have 
these chain links welded onto my bucket of the tractor. So I put the blade in it and I was able to force it back into a fairly usable shape. And, uh, <laughs> I started like ice skimming these, these floaters and slush off of it. And, uh, you know, through running around the pond, like, like a nut, I don't know how the family wasn't watching me out the window, but they probably would have been howling. Uh, we get it to where we start breaking these ice chunks up. And, and the thought was, uh, you don't realize how heavy ice is until you have to lift out a four-foot diameter chunk that we the later found out was about six inches thick of ice. Um, I would <laughs> say it was a good six to eight inches it was, in spots. It, it was, was insane. It was not what I expected at all. No. And so I tried to, like, pick. I said, this ain't, this ain't going to work. So I did the next best thing is I took and I, I submersed it and I shoved it under the other ice shelf. And, uh, you know, by this time, I was hoping that we could have broke the ice in a delicate way that we would have had clear water. But instead, with all the dredging that we did with that anchor, like there was a... So I give Vance the anchor when it's clean of weeds. Vance throws it and he gets it in there and he pulls it back up and it's just like a complete... It's a showstopper. Mm-hmm. It's it's a third of the vegetation in that pond. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "It's your turn," and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, I'm sitting there like dunking it back in there to get some <laughs> of the mud and the mung and the snails and what have you off of it." And so, anyways, we we we, we get it cleared off, and we get an opening. Your poor, that, your poor pickerel think Armageddon was happening. Oh my gosh! I bet you they just they said this is this ain't. We didn't sign up for this, and they just hit the road. Yeah. So we get that all clear with probably a half hour of daylight left. And, you know, it's in between rain and, and all this. and It's like blue out, you know? Yeah. It's, like, a, like a shade of blue. It's dark. Mm-hmm. It's, you really can't see much. And, of course, the swimmers. A fair percentage of them are. Are dark. Are dark. And we're like, well, this is what we're looking for. And pretty much when I test these swim baits, I leave the snap open. I have about 10 foot of line. I lollipop it out there, full arm extended, and give it a nice medium pull and, you know, see how they swim. If, if, it's, if it's questionable the first time, I'll go ahead and do it again. There's like a whole little process. And it's just half the pond wasn't big enough for Vance and I to comfortably work together. And we got pretty decent at synchronized sword fighting, but not actually like clinking, but that Mm -hmm. freaking cherry tree. I jammed that legend tournament so many times up into that tree, trying to turn around and and do all this stuff. It just became extremely frustrating with that tree, Mm -hmm. especially some of them darker. You have some really deep reds, reddish black Mm -hmm. ones. You literally could not see them. The water's muddy, fading light. The only thing that you could go off of is if, if you can feel it. Mm-hmm. So we kind of give them all done. And like the last ones that we did, I think, what were they? The, the orange ones or the white ones? It was really nice then because then we could plain as day see you them. You could see them, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were destroyed. We were completely, yeah. by the time we were done, all the ones that did not make it and... Uh, not that it matters. It doesn't really add to the story. When one doesn't swim, protocol is to grab the tail and rip it off 
and throw it right mm-hmm. back in the thing so you don't accidentally say, oh, is this a good pile or bad? If it has no tail, it means it didn't swim and it doesn't need it in the afterlife. So we get all that done. Vance runs up to the house. I drive the tractor around. And that night, I hung them all up to dry. And I probably painted two-thirds of them since then. And they look beautiful. Did you? I was wrecked for like 36 hours after breaking that ice. I took photos of the ice. The ice was... Did you? Yes. Yeah, when Vance took off, because I knew Vance was going to die of hypothermia. I was good. I'm going to get... felt good. I've never done this on a podcast before, but I'm going to try this. I am sending Todd pictures of the aftermath of the frog pond. And if they, <laughs> yes. if they send, I'm going to get your live reaction. Well, it said it's sent. It said it's delivered. Yeah. It was a grease pit when we were done. Oh, yeah, that's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, there. Everyone knows <laughs> how he really feels. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the, I got the one. All our all our hard work. Okay, you have the other one the, now. Now now I can see the pond. Oh yeah. Poor pond. A little better. Much larger than I remembered. Yes, it was I look at that and I'm like, what were we thinking? Why did we think that was a good idea? Yeah. But our backs were against the wall because we had that snow and cold front coming in. No, I don't know where else. You're not going to be able to find open water. No, no, we're going to be, and we wanted them for this upcoming show, this 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 fishing Mm -hmm. expo when we're with Muskie's Inc. But so then, okay, so I gave it all the way up to where we test it, the 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 process of the swimmers. Then I paint them. Some of them don't need paint, but I I paint some of them, and uh, I put like a a grade A paint on these ones. These are really nice, fantastic, you could say. Then when I get them all done, you know, I, I paint them, I clear them. Then I got to glue eyes on them, which always sucks because there's just no good ways to put eyes on these things. I like to have the big flashy eyes, put the eyes on them. Then I got to put the hooks on them. And then at that point, they're ready to go. Now I got to hang them up and they're hanging up right now. And they'll soon be packed up probably next Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll get them all packed up again and get ready for that. Ohio show. Very cool. But anxious to see them. The glitters. Glitters are looking good. Yeah, there are. There's a lot of jacking around that people don't realize. Yeah. With those baits. I'm sending. Oh, my God. There is with all baits. There is with all baits, yeah. You know, there really is. A lot of a lot of steps. Mm-hmm. All that all that work though. You're going from harness to you know melt and lead harness, bending these wires, getting your fingers all jacked up, um, and then pouring and playing with chemicals that aren't healthy for you, and smoking up your house, and uh, then you got to test them, and then you got to paint them. Um, and there. A really, really nice price for, for what they are. Yes, and knowing that 
for every four you see, there was one that didn't make it. It's the circle of life. Rest in peace. Pour one out for our swimmer homies. That's right. <laughs> Todd, I sent you some more photos. If I'm going to do this, I might as well go all in. Yeah, there's, there's some more downloading going on, I see. Yeah. Oh, two are delivered. But so. Well, well, yeah, well, sta- the staples like, you know, Goldies, Silver Shiners, uh, Glitter Perches. Um, and there's some other things too. So, yeah. So, we're gonna see. We're gonna see how this show goes, and then we'll decide if we're gonna want to put them back up on Facebook. But that is the recent batch of swim baits, and what we do for our babies. Literally, be crippled for 36 hours, and only two people here. Oh, and I forgot to tell this part of the story, and it's kind of not gonna be near as funny now. But I'm gonna bring it up. So after breaking all that up with the uh, the anchor, there was a point to where I kind of tripped over my own feet. Do you remember that, Vance? <sighs> I tripped over my own feet, and I had the shovel in my hand, and somehow I got the shovel and under a foot. Oh, my God, yeah. So I'm like, I, I slipped or something, and, you know, you, you move your feet quick, and somehow I put the... the, the the working part of the shovel under one foot and I put all my weight on it. Lee going forward, the shovel handle comes up and smashes me in the face. (laughs) I'm like, how many teeth fell out right now? Because it connected absolutely. Like it was like, like a sitcom style. It, it, it rocked on something so perfect. It wasn't like standing on a rake, but it was, Oh my god! It almost put tears yeah, in my could, eyes. It, yeah, you could, you could. I heard. And I was like, that didn't sound right. It connected like, so good on my grill. I was like, are you okay, man? Like, like, like jumping, Jiminy. <laughs> like I, said, I said something like Jiminy crickets. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell the parents in the group when they're when they're oh, like. <laughs> I was like, you can swear, man. <laughs> let it out. I'm like, Jiminy Crickets. <laughs> you big dum-dum. <laughs> you jerk. Jesus Chrysler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. Yeah, that was nuts. We got it done, though. And it, it was like at the buzzer, pulling back into the pole barn with the with the tractor, it was dark. By the time Vance hit the road, he needed his headlights on. Mm-hmm. It, oh, worked, yeah. it worked out, and it made for a good story. All my teeth yep. are still in my head. I did not need to see a dentist like sweatshirt man. Which I'm wearing that sweatshirt right now, Super Bowl 30. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Love this sweatshirt. Shout out to those boys. Thank you. All right, I think we told the whole story. Yeah. It's fun. The swimmers. What it takes to get the swimmers into someone's tackle box. That's right. And then It's a difficult task. It, it, to sell them after that. I can just see Vance at the booth, and you're like, you like what you see there? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> to get him there was not an easy journey. <laughs> 
It's one of trials, tribulations. I go off on a, on a, I'm a glitter connoisseur now. Oh my people gosh. Are like, let's not, let's never go back to that booth. Those yeah. people are strange. <laughs> Vance has like his, like his business card and on the back of it, he has like glue strips of glitter on it. You're like, you see here, this is the difference between a metallic and a polyester. See, we like the hexagonal cut versus cylindrical. And, uh, we found that we get a better light refractivity if we go with the forty thousands or bigger, but if it's anything over seventy five, yeah, it's just it impedes the action. Yeah, it's just not worth it. You know that fine glitter acts as a pigment, and he uh, <laughs> just starts going. And glitter are, connoisseur. They're like, yeah, hey, give me your card. You're like, well, you can't have this one because it's my glitter card. <laughs> people walk away with glitter all over their faces, and their wives tend to think that they weren't at the fishing show. Yeah. We just stopped and saw Vance. We were not at the gentleman's club. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Right. Vance. <laughs> what is State Farm name? commercial. Yeah. What is her name? It's ma'am. It's, uh, it's, horrible. <laughs> it's ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's end this one. All right. The pain yeah. is done with. So... All right. Anyone want to add something before we wrap up the plugs? We're good. We're good. Okay. Good work. Good work, guys. Well. Thanks. Yeah. Take one for the team. Yes. We we did. We burnt some calories for those those little guys. No All right. Big thanks, St. Croix Rods, Best Rods on Earth, Vicks Marine Sports Center, Kent, Ohio, Ranger Boats. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Book them. They're booking up fast. Fatty Z Musky products, fattyzmusky.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Muskies Inc. Visit us at the Muskies Inc. booth, February 8, 9, 10, in Columbus, Ohio, at the Columbus Fishing Expo. Be part of the greater good for the muskie fishing community. It's not that much. I feel it's your responsibility. And the Muskie Max Plus. Going to be down Cannonburg, Pennsylvania. March 2 and 3, and we will be there. Vance will be speaking. I'll be. I'll probably have Belichick's by then. You know, we, we're going to need the strength. Hopefully, Todd's going to be doing a little talk out of his boat. That'd be nice. A lot of great booths, a lot of great vendors, great time, perfect for the family. So show up there, have a great time, spend the night, get a weekend pass. It'll be great. Um, you might want a weekend pass. What we have in store. Ooh. Keep listening to the end. To the very end. We yeah. I'm not gonna give it. Rest any more in hints. peace, James Ingram. Okay. I don't know who that is. But the singer. Okay. All right. Rest in peace, dude. Uh, thanks for listening and stay warm. <laughs>